0: Hello, and welcome to the half Blind Declars, episode 106. Dang, there's a lot going on in the world today. And we're going to try and cover as much as humanly possible, but oh a busy my Thursday. gosh, Very busy. this is insane. Yeah, uh-huh. but before we jump into all of that, how has your week been so far, Danny?
1: Ah, uh, it's been lovely, full of pain and agony and grief and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just happy to see you, Stephen. Your face brings light into my darkness. That's great. How's that for a lead up?
0: You're insulting <laughs> my whiteness?
1: No, I'm saying that your whiteness. <laughs> uh, no, you're like the moon. You're like, you like reflect. Ooh. You know, like the, the I reflect joy. the light. Just,
0: wow, you just like That's right. you Mexicans, That's right. just like insulting I know, I know. and racist, and you'll get away with it yes. because of your heritage. I, can't I be can't get away with it. You, I am.
1: I am a freaking oppressed. Child, you know yep. I cannot be so racist. Uh, so I'm under the I'm under the invisibility cloak of uh, wokeness. It's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, good to know, because then I'll use you yeah, as my I personal did. shield, just like the left does not with Freda Not racist. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. Eh? Yeah. But I'm the least so, Mexican-looking Mexican. And we have a
0: bit of a change of plans. Not for this week, but for the coming weeks, um, we're gonna switch things up every second Thursday. We're going to try and take public commentary, questions. We're going to talk about certain issues that people may be confused about. And we're going to do a lot of research on them just so that people are well-informed and well-aware what's going on. Uh, The next one I think we agreed to do next Thursday will be about the PCR tests and why they are complete and total rubbish. And why it is utterly useless to use them as a gauge to determine the effectiveness of the COVID infection, the effectiveness of the vaccine or the spread around the world, because PCR tests can be modified as much as they want. So, that's going to be something we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks. If you have any questions, uh, on our website you can find our email address. You can also find us on Facebook, or message us on any of our other platforms. Our email address is halfblindhecklers at gmail.com. Boom.
1: simple.
0: And if you want to go to websites website and find other ways of communicating with us, you can find us at halfblindhecklers.com, which was wonderfully set up by Tate. And you can also find a link to Danny's superior site. <laughs> but without further ado, we're going to jump into the story Mexican today, supremacy! Be- Mexican supremacy! My goodness, you're super racist. <laughs> going, well, Can't and talking about, talking about a supremacist, let's talk about Joe Biden. Biden oh, says future patriots face lost cause against okay. tyranny. U.S. has F-15s nuclear weapons. President Biden says the prospect of patriots taking on a future tyrannical government in the U.S. would be grim unless they procured F-15s and nuclear weapons. The Democrat roiled viewers on Tuesday while making the comments in conjunction with his calls for more stringent gun control. Those who say the blood of patriots, you know, and all this stuff that we're going to have move against the government... Well, the tree of liberty has not been watered with the blood of patriots. What happened is that there have never been, if you want to, think. Uh, you need to have weapons to take on the government. Uh, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. So, Second uh, Amendment. Second Amendment's warders were encouraged to think of the right to bear arms as a right to hunt with limits. No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over thirty, forty, fifty, even up to a hundred rounds, unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. That's not mm-hmm.
1: the purpose of the that. Was the minute. dumbest? Can we can we put that on a T-shirt? Have like a bunch of like deer with Kevlar vests, like you know, be like <laughs> just for fun? That would be a great yeah. T-shirt. I would totally buy that T-shirt.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, a bunch of deer with Kevlar vests and then a nuke falling on them. From the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Flying in that because it's just super dumb.
0: Like these are we should try one day if we have enough funding I would love to make all these like stylized t-shirts which we've been thinking of. Like mine where I have like 10 masks and it says Fauci approved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the guy's like healed over dead from like asphyxiation. (laughs) Fauci
1: approved. Fauci approved.
0: See this
1: is this here this here is a perfect example of like so many Terrible talking points about gun control in one. He basically made a burrito of all the worst, dumbest, like, talking points against, like, guns that you can think of. Like, this guy, this guy is just the, and you know, the the sad thing is you have Biden looking all decrepit and, like, you know, like, just weak. And right behind, in in the picture, you have, like, Abraham Lincoln, an actually strong, intelligent Mm -hmm. president. Man, how much, how far has America fallen here? So, let's talk, let's talk some of the points. Like do you need more uh you know weapons with that can fire like you know with bigger rounds? Uh yes, you kind of do because if you're taking on like home intr- home intruders uh which usually are like two or three people, yeah. lo- not having to reload is a kind of a big deal. Um, and most people are not crack like, shots. Yes, and so you need several shots to be able to like you know hold them off. Like that's kind of important. Additionally, the the second amendment is not about hunting. It's not. I, I. I cannot stress enough how stupid that argument is. That like, oh, you don't need the like this to hunt. Like, that's not what it's for. The Second Amendment is to protect you against the government. Third. Well, and anybody who seeks to harm you. Yeah. Uh, third, like you don't need F-15s or or like nuclear weapons to like you know to fight an oppressive government. Yeah. You're you're basically creating a militia that can actually that has the power to actually like attack. Like like straight up army like you know like you need you need to have like militia who work uh, in guerrilla tactics and all these kind of things like there's a reason why guns are an effective equalizer they're the great equalizer, um, no. I mean no. it just goes on and on like this, well, this guy's like, a fool
0: you you look at the situation that's been going like that has been going on for over a few decades now in the Middle East like these people don't have f F fifteens they don't have nuclear weapons yet they've been an annoyance and a pain in the United States military and many other militaries around the world's ass mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. all of that time with AK forty sevens and a few RPGs.
1: That's all you need. That's
0: yeah. Like you, an RPG
1: not- can take down a, a helicopter. Like that's oh, yeah. Black Hawk down. A couple RPGs, you took down some of the like the the, the deadliest helicopters out there, yeah. and absolutely like pretty much decimated the American forces. Yeah, and like a couple of landmines, it's...
0: and you took out Tony Stark.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on like to all these things. things
1: <laughs> yeah, all, all all of these things are just dumb. Like they're it's so they're weak, talking points from the left. the the The, poli- the easiest way to put these the, this approach is all of the Democrat and and the liberal solutions to gun crime is punish the law-abiding citizens and reward the criminals. Oh, yeah. Like, basically, you make laws that do not fix anything. Mm -hmm. They actually make things worse. Yeah. And we can go into, like, you could go into a whole thing about it. All you need to know, Joe Biden is a fool. He's basically nothing more than a puppet. He's reading a script that somebody else gave him. And none of this will ever solve. The real reason that you want to pass this is because they want to disarm good people. That's the only reason that they want to do it.
0: Yeah. And of course, like, it's, it's a stupid dichotomy, but it is a dichotomy of how Biden's approaching this. In that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you need an F-15 or a nuke to fight against an oppressive government. But yet he said many, many times that the insurrection on January 6th was, like, the greatest threat that our nation <laughs> has faced <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in decades. And it's like, none of those people had guns. You mm-hmm. flipping idiot. <laughs>
1: I love how, like, the Babylon Bee made an article about this. It was like the emperor says, oh, you know, you, know, you don't need your uh, little blasters, you know, unless you have a Death Star and a couple of Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. You, know, you can't, take, they can't take us on. <laughs> yeah. So, stuff like this is just but dumb.
0: More anyway, Joe Biden gaffes and issues. Joe uh, Biden is
1: also... Uh, you know, a little, a little goes a long way. A little goes a long <laughs> way, Biden. and Joe Biden has a lot of it.
0: Joe Biden is uh, caught in the middle of a Catholic Church debate over communion which is uh, Mm. somewhat the reality of what the story is. So a rift in the American Catholic Church widened in June as U.S. bishops voted to draft instructions to the faithful on who should receive communion, with an eye towards dissuading high-profile Catholics like Joe Biden who support abortion policies and gay rights from presenting themselves for the ritual. Caught in the the middle, Biden has no plans to change how he worships, how the president practices his faith, is quote-unquote personal. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in a response to a question from time on june 21st that is something that has helped guide him through some challenging moments in his life that's how many americans see their faith as well not through a political prism so i would suspect he would continue to attend church as he had for many many years i'm not going to go into his supposed catholic faith because it is a sham and that would be a lie yeah. but there are certain things as a catholic that you cannot that you might do you might do privately, but you should not openly support If you do them privately, then of course you should confess your sins, and you should pray for forgiveness from their Heavenly Father, because that's a basic tenet of all factions of Christianity. But openly supporting abortion and gay marriage and transgender rights and all this crap, that is not being a good Catholic, that is being a scientist. No. <laughs>
1: terrible catholic
0: terrible a catholic. terrible catholic that is being an adherent to the religion of scientism that is what i meant to say because there are certain things you ever know to- there are certain things that and i'll let you speak here in just a second because i'm your tyrant yeah, yeah go
1: ahead go ahead yeah. but yeah.
0: there are certain things in which you cannot say or you cannot agree with while being catholic you cannot agree that other beings should be killed because they're unwanted which is exactly what abortion is. And that's exactly mm-hmm. why even the most woke Pope that we have, Pope Francis, and even he says, yeah, no, you can't do, you can't support abortion to be a Catholic. <laughs> and if even he's saying that, then there's a serious problem. But mm-hmm. of course, Joe Biden yeah, but- is just like, I'm a Catholic. do. herpe,
1: <laughs> you ever notice how like Catholicism seems to be the the version of Christianity? Most of these politicians who are like like as nominal as they can go oh, yeah. go that that's her that's a religion of choice. Yes. In Canada, you have Justin Trudeau who claims to be a Catholic, you have uh Jason Kenney who also claims, claims to, be to be a Catholic, and yet and yet they're they're the basically the the biggest sham out there. it's mm-hmm. i like it's it's hard okay as a regular person, it's hard not to look at these people and think they're using that to gain political points, yeah, because Biden has like you know repeatedly been called by the media, the American media as like, oh, the most like you know religious or the most like you know observant like you know Christian there is. I'm like, if anybody anybody who wants like to uh, compare Joe Biden with President Trump. Or President Bush, or President Reagan, anybody yeah. before him, like Biden, is nowhere close. He's a joke. He is, he he is a self-appointed, like you know, Christian or yeah. Catholic, but he does not believe it at all. He just shows up for the show. He is a perfect example of a false believer, and mm-hmm. you can tell by his by his fruit. He doesn't believe anything that the Catholic Church yeah. uh, believes. Whereas President Trump. Before like all these major meetings, they would all pray in the Oval Office. And you know, how many times, I bet you you can can count on like one hand, how many times Joe Biden has prayed before anything in the Oval Office. Good luck. Good luck Mm -hmm. on that one. Yeah. But um, no, it's
0: it's, it's been a joke how like faith and religion have been treated. Because when Joe Biden is considered to be the most religious and most like socially adherent person to their faith, then every single religious person is an absolute mockery. Yeah, because nobody can take and, you seriously yet, if he's the beacon of hope and light and faith, and he is mm-hmm. the most nominal, useless Catholic that most people have ever seen.
1: Yeah, and he's an unfaithful Catholic. Oh, Jen Saki made a perfect made a perfect example. She basically said, "Oh, his faith is personal." Yeah, and that's like that's basically the the, the epitome of the fake fake religion that we see today yeah. because like oh you can't you can't possibly nobody can tell you you're not a catholic mm-hmm. nobody can tell you you're not a christian i'm like no i can tell you i can tell you straight up yeah. if you are like a christian or not based on what you say yeah. and based on what you do if you're if you're a christian you claim to be a christian and you're going around sleeping around with like you know a dozen women i can tell you straight up even if you believe you're a christian you are not yeah. And there are plenty of Bible verses I could, like you know, offer you to show you that. But people don't believe in objective, you know, you know, like, you know, things like that that yeah. you can objectively be or not be a Christian. Yeah, it's basically
0: so, like saying I am publicly, I'm personally pro-life, but I'm publicly pro-choice, and it's like so you're just pro-abortion. Yeah. yeah, because I'm, if you're unwilling to defend, less. yeah, if you're unwilling to defend your own viewpoints. And just say, oh, everything that I believe is personal, so I don't have to talk to you about it, and I can publicly act however I wish, then you don't actually believe that. You're just saying it to get brownie points from the weak and the gullible. Mm -hmm. Like, Andrew Scheer is a better Catholic than Joe Biden, but still, he pulled that same stupid trick. He's like, I'm personally pro-life, but I have to be publicly pro-choice to be a part of the conservative party. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you don't, you stupid coward. Mm -hmm. like that was why people left in droves to go to the ppc and why the conservatives lost a few seats due but due to the slim numbers of people that went to the ppc because they're like Mm -hmm. you people are not real conservatives you're conservatives in name only and being something in name only
1: is useless and it's a problem because what you what you're missing here is that not you but like what like people miss is that uh, people claim to be Christians, but it's their priorities are out of black., yeah. like a true, faithful christian, their their devotion, their obedience to God, is tantamount. Yeah. They will quit a job if they cannot faithfully follow it. And uh-huh. that's what's happened with our pastor. His faith and his obedience to God is his number one priority takes place over anything else. that Amen. is a, that is a sign of a true believer. Yeah. His faith is first. Everything else is second. And people have criticized him because he like, oh, like you're not taking care of your family. Like, well, if you're a faithful Christian, God is is the steward of your family. family. God, Well, God is the first priority. Well, yeah, God is the first
0: priority and God will be the steward of your family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like all these faithful ways to do it. That's a good example of a proper Christian leader. Uh Joe Biden is the example of an improper Christian leader. Yeah. Speaking about improper leaders... Of bad examples. There you hey, go. Hey, there you go.
0: So, concerned parents protesting CRT or critical race theory arrested <laughs> after a Virginia school board meeting declared unlawful assembly. Uh, parents were arrested ooh. while protesting against critical race theory and a transgender policy at a Virginian school board meeting on Tuesday. The meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, abruptly ended after the crowd became too rowdy and was later declared yeah. an unlawful assembly Footage posted to Twitter showed two arrests were reportedly made for trespassing after some parents refused to leave. So we're going to show you the end. So like there had been some public comments that were made prior to this point, but we're not going to show you all those public comments. We're just going to show you the end. Uh, There is a, this last speech is done by, I believe his name is Senator Dick Black. And he was, he was, uh... he was cut off in the middle of his speech Because the school board didn't like what he had to say. Mm -hmm. And then the parents went nuts. So let's watch that. Yeah,
1: like they should.
0: Oh, like they should, clearly.
1: Children Hmm? to hate others because of their skin color. And you're forcing them to lie about other kids' gender. I am disgusted by your bigotry mobley to be followed by donna russell yep. nice off.
0: Yeah. so as you can tell and if you need some elaboration what happened in that clip so he was commenting clearly critical of the school board and their decision that was filled with bigotry and racism and stupidity and things that were incorrect mm-hmm. And then the school board, mid-speech, cut off his mic so that nobody could... Or it became very difficult to hear what he had to say. And then the parents erupted because, of course, this was wrong. You should not be having a question yeah, and answer period. Yeah, they were cheering for him. And people yeah. were shaking his hands and giving him the high fives. And mm-hmm. the school board is just like, okay, we're going to off, cut off all public commentary because they were saying things... That the school board disagreed with, and because they were saying things that the school board disagreed with, that meant they had to silence
1: and censor those voices, even if those voices well, were they, parents. Yeah, and they actually like they actually did this so blatantly. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna have a little vote on uh, you know cutting uh, cutting an end to this meeting. Uh, you know, who anybody would agree? Yeah, like I'll second. Okay, let's have a big vote on like you know whether we're gonna silence everybody." And they just did this so blatantly in front of everybody, and people were pissed. Oh, right. So, they because have every reason. This to. is, they always, they, they okay, the, the reason why you're right to be pissed is because, like, they always tell you if you have grievances, if you have concerns, if you have anything that you're worried about, bring them to the meeting. Like, here's the place, bring them to the meeting, present your, your, this is what they always do. The left always says, like, oh, you can talk about it in the proper channels. So they cut it off because they're, and, I, and I'll say, it, they're cowards. They can't, they can't take the criticism. They're like, oh, they're, they're being mean to us. And so they shut it off. Not because the people were being routed, but because they were being loud. And that's like they call loudy. But then immediately after they cut everything off, people got mad. They started yelling. And then one of the the, the cowards at the school board do, instead of actually be like, you know, you know what? Even the the slightest modicum of respectable action would be for the school board to be like, you know what? We're just going to leave. And then, you know, like, you know, we're done with the meeting and all that. And the police could just do crowd control. No, no, no. They they did they went further and they basically said, "This meeting's over. Anybody who's still here is going to get arrested." They basically sicked the police on them. Yeah. So they went beyond. Uh, you know, we're not going to listen to. We're declaring this an unlawful assembly, and we're going to sick the police on you, which was what led to the arrests. So this is the like, this is like power trip gone nuts. Yep. This is a this is a, a school board that absolutely went completely ballistic totally abused their power and they just went on a power trip. And it was it was absolute and this is the worst part about this is that they thought that oh they they have the right on their side. I'm like, "No. No, you've basically made fools of yourselves nationally and now everybody hates you." And they should because this is this is um, not just unlawful or unjust behavior. This is this is wrong. This is a school board that pisses on parents and then gaslights them, telling them that they're wrong yeah. and accuses them of, of being the, the, the villains. Yeah, and then, of course, tries to, point, tries to make them
0: into the villains by arresting them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is your fault. It was your fault you disagreed with mm-hmm. us, and that it was your fault you got arrested. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it is your fault that you disagreed with what we had to say. And it's fine to have disagreements, but if you respond to disagreements by trying to use force, then you're basically a tyrant. Oh, yeah. Like, these people, these school board members, are just agree with our ideology or will arrest you. If you dissent from what we say, then we'll arrest you. Which is exactly what's been happening here in Canada. Like, the leader mm-hmm. of the PPC, Maxime Bernier, a week and, I think it was a week and a half ago now he got arrested yeah. he got arrested for going mm-hmm. to a protest against what the government is doing he is a polit- well he that was a targeted out, arrest that was a targeted arrest there have been yeah. other targeted arrests here in canada because if you disagree publicly and are very loud and vehement against what the government is doing mm-hmm. then the government will come at you and they will arrest you like this is not the action it's soviet tactics. oh it's soviet tactics But these are not the actions Mm -hmm. of a democratic and freak society. These are the actions of a tyranny. Mm -hmm. And like, this is just one school board. But in Canada, of course, this is almost across the entire country. You do not want it to become the entire country. So Americans, if you're listening, stop it here. If I was to give Mm -hmm. any advice to the parents that go to the Ludon County, the first like five days of next year's school year, Like the first week, take it off work and protest and strike outside the school and basically just stand outside on public property. And we're like, this is our kids. This is our family. You will not take them from us. You will not teach them this garbage and this BS. And we will stand Mm -hmm. against you. And if you don't stop and rethink all this nonsense that you're trying to propagate onto our kids, then we will never send them to your school. And hopefully you lose all funding for supporting this nonsense
1: and and this is something that also is important to remember there's an arrogance a, a blatant arrogance and out of touchness that school officials have if you're a, if you're a school official like a stu- like this this uh, school board or if you are a teacher or if you're a principal or if you're anybody who works in these schools you are arrogant and you believe we we have the right to your children they belong to us and we get to decide what we teach them we get to decide what they learn and it's 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 absolutely insane how much like this is all across the board, all across the U.S. Canada yep. Canada's the same thing. Teachers believe that they have the right to your children. Mm-hmm. That your children belong to them and you have to ask them very nicely for permission to to uh, for for what these children can learn. And that's really mm-hmm. like laid out in the next story. Yes, like, beautifully is. laid Good out
0: transition. Mm-hmm. Good transition Good
1: transition.
0: So you. You. Iowa teacher goes in a lot of rants being able to teach CRT. We're not going to show you these videos because they are, of course, laden with profanity. And we don't want to have yeah. people coming after us because some children might watch Wait, this show. He
1: left this teacher like using profanity? What? what? Never do that. There are several totally, TikToks. They're totally gentle spoken. Oh, just yeah. so gentle. Yeah, exactly.
0: Several TikToks from an Iowa teacher went viral on Wednesday in which he ranted about not being able to teach critical race theory and being forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance before school. Megan Giha, a special education teacher at Des Moines East High School, who goes by the name Miss Magoo on TikTok, voiced <laughs> her displeasure at the law. Republican Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed on June 8th prohibiting the teacher of CRT in schools. So, Texas... Do you know who
1: Mr. Magoo is? I'm not sure if uh-huh. that's the best name to go it's by. Not. So, I
0: think this is actually <laughs> incorrect that it's an Iowa teacher, not a Texas teacher. Or the Daily Caller was just yeah. wrong, but I think it's it's Des Moines, so it's definitely iowa not texas and so this exactly. is the first one we're not going to show it because she like opens up we're like this is what's wrong with this bs <laughs> it's like okay mm-hmm. but basically some important A quotes human being yeah my governor has put into place some ridiculous legislation the many governors have put into place such as i can't teach anything divisive i can't teach critical race theory and i can't teach about racial equity so teachers in the no past way. we've been actors
1: in, in canada and the states who want to teach Christianity and don't want to teach her stuff, it's like, hmm, we've had to get used to this idea. Oh, you have to do the same thing. You can't teach what you like. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> it's like... yeah, Oh, yeah.
0: It's just like, she claims that she uses her privilege to fight for special needs for like, those who are underprivileged or those who have been racially discriminated against. And it's like, no, you're yeah, just yeah. entitled.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So this yes. is her quote from the first video. In the past we've been activists, and after this bleep show of last year, we can't we really need to stand up and do what's right for our kids right now. This is a call to action. We need to our stand kids. up and fight for our kids because this is BS. Our kids. Yeah. So
1: right there. She believes that she owns your kids. That your kids yeah, this woman belong to her and she has that she's right for them.
0: Yeah. She belong your children belong to her. And remember this face. When you mm-hmm. think of public schooling. And the crap that, like I'm like Danny is a Danny's not a parent, I And mean, Daddy's not married, single ladies get on that, but <laughs> not literally, but you Terrible know, figuratively, course. figuratively, and but I I of course am a parent, I'm a father, and the idea of some of the stuff that is being taught to our children is being taught to our kids in public schooling and even in Catholic schools and some private schools is appalling. Like, my, my dad is a grade 3 teacher in a private school, and he's started to have issues about kids who are supporting critical race theory. And he's like, you can't be doing this. No. <laughs> like, this is unbiblical behavior. Like, this is, a Christian, this is a private Christian school, and, like, kids are supporting Black Lives Matter. Kids are supporting critical race theory. And it's like, this is unbiblical crap. Your parents need to be smacked around... Because your parents have been mm-hmm. foolish in what they, have, what they have allowed you to learn. Because, of course, you're young and impressionable. You're not an adult. You don't know how to rationalize what is correct information, what is not. And if you're listening yeah. to the mainstream media, the mainstream media will tell you things that are absolutely incorrect. The public education system, your instructor, will tell you things that are absolutely incorrect. Your parents should be your first educators. And as parents, we have a duty to be educated on these subjects. This is why we started this show. We started it so that we could educate people about things which they might not be well-versed in so they can know and show people this is the source I'm using and this is why I support this opinion. Mm-hmm. And as parents, we have a duty to protect our children from this stupidity. Because they that's are our kids, not the teachers. It's, yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's also um, it's malicious. dangerous. I think that's the thing that's... It's malicious and dangerous. Like, like some of the par- some of the parents who spoke, I, I watched the entire thing, what they what they went through and all that. Some of the parents were like were very, very obvious. Black parents were saying, I don't want you to teach my kids that they're victims. Uh-huh. That is not a good message. And I do not want them to grow up thinking that there's no hope for them and that they have to like, you know, only fight back the system. And then white parents and the other parents are saying, I don't want you to teach my children that they are criminals well, or bad or terrible. Because of their, their skin color, and I don't want you to treat them to hate each other, to hate other kids. Because that's what they're doing. This is this is pure on divisive the hate. There's yes. nothing redeem of, redeeming about this. You can fight racism, you can fight oppression without without using critical race theory in the same way that you can fight bullying without adopting LGBT, like you know, pride, everything. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can and teach kids. To, to treat each other with dignity, with respect. respect, and with love, without teaching them that they have to accept everything, they have that to they embrace run into. delusional and enable
0: destructive behaviors and lifestyle choices.
1: Yeah. And like stuff like
0: CRT, stuff like trans rights, stuff like all this stuff is destructive lifestyle choices. I go back to the famous mm-hmm. quote from Ben Shapiro right before he got threatened with being put into an ambulance why are we encouraging delusion?
1: Because that's yes. what this
0: is—it's delusion. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, for adults, it's delusion. For children, it's child abuse. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how to transfer from child abuse to talk about Kamala Harris, but the connection's there somewhere.
1: Let's talk about <laughs> delusions. You know, well, speaking of delusional behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Kamala so, Harris is like, oh, I, I've always wanted to go to Mexico. That was always my plan. Well,
0: but. The article says Trump claims Kamala Harris only decided to visit the Mexico border because she he was going next week. That's not really delusional behavior. That's more than likely the truth.
1: I oh, I know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know what you're, like referring, to. Harris, you're referring to. Kamala
1: Harris. People, people believing that Kamala Harris like, oh no, she she always intended to go to Mexico. Like, sure she did. No. Sure she did. Like for months now, she was always planning this. <laughs> So the White House said on Wednesday
0: that Harris would visit the Mexico border on june twenty fifth which is tomorrow. Trump announced last week that he would visit the border on June thirtieth. <laughs> Hours after the White House <laughs> announcement, Trump said Harris was only making the trip because he is so mm-hmm. former President Donald Trump says that v p. Kamala Harris is only visiting the u s Mexico border because he was about to get there ahead of her. Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced Wednesday that Harris would travel to the southern border this Friday. Hours after announcement, he said in a statement. That he was going to visit the texas the border with governor texas governor greg abbott with they were going to do that the following week the foreign presidents had said on june 15th that he and abbott would be making an official visit to the southern border and political political reported that trump would be joined by 12 house republicans on the trip yes. after months of ignoring the crisis on the southern border it is great that we got Kamal Harris to finally go and see the tremendous destruction and death that they've created, direct results of Biden ending my very tough but fair border policies, Trump said in his Wednesday statement. Dang! Trump, you are a great troll, and we miss you.
1: <laughs> it's so true, that I do miss him. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it was like, like I, was, I was legitimately getting tired of always winning. Like, remember that cold quote that he said? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like you'll you're get gonna, tired gonna, of You're going to be winning so much. We get tired of winning. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting tired of winning. There's like so many victories. you know. Yeah, there were. There were t- yeah. tons yeah. of victories. And the border
0: policy was clearly one of them. And then within a yeah. week or so, there was enough ac- executive orders that were taken by Biden to reverse the damage that Trump had done. That he basically made the border situation worse than it's ever been in American history. And now they're like, oh, now we need to check out the border because more illegals are crossing the border in a month. Under ever, Biden, than I think yeah. under six months under Trump. Like yeah. the amount of number, the amount of people crossing has been obscene. And it's entirely because they're like, well, we're just going to ditch these policies because they want to have illegals come to the country because they want to use illegals as their next voting block, just like Trudeau did. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive problem for anybody coming, in, for anybody residing in the country because it's like, well, what's the point of. Or anybody wanting to come legally, it's like, what's the point coming legally when Biden will just let me come and I won't have to do anything and they'll let me vote and I just can live life like an ordinary citizen without actually contributing like an ordinary citizen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like the the perfect the perfect opposite of like Trump was America first. Biden is the opposite. He couldn't give a he couldn't give a flying fart about anybody in America. He basically is all about the world and and all of his policies and all these little things and all that it's mm-hmm. it's pretty awful like, It you know, is. like it's how really democrats awful. democrats always always talk virtue signaling but they couldn't care less about people and the and this is so exemplified by just about every democrat in the government you talk about like uh, AOC they have this whole thing about how nobody in AOC's district ever sees her no. like they don't she's they don't always in washington, washington. She, she couldn't, yeah she couldn't care less about her district same with uh, who's that? Who's that lady? Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah, in California goes to San Francisco. Like, unless, no, it, unless they it, nobody... get a legal haircut. <laughs> Only times. But like perfect example of people who are just self righteous, couldn't care less about the people that they represent, and use the system. They're they're a perfect example of demagogues. Whereas President Trump was a perfect example of a true public servant. Because yeah. he never took he never took his presidential. Uh, income. He basically always he took that, and donated it. Uh-huh. He didn't need the money. He he just wanted to help people. Well, I mean, it's not like Joe least. Biden that's, needs the money either. No, but he's like he like he's oh, like uh, His charitable donations, oh, over the last like couple no, of years, are like ridiculously low. They're basically nothing. Yeah. He is the, the least generous president, I think. Yeah. or like um, yeah, he's he's incredibly like like stingy. He's basically a stingy old man. He is a stingy old man, but so are most Democrats because they
0: expect everything to be done with their taxes. And they expect, well, most leftists believe that the government should be doing the donating because I shouldn't have to make any personal sacrifices to help those disenfranchised. I'll just use the government to force other people to do it.
1: It's all about... It's completely the opposite of what it really is.
0: Yeah, there's there's no moral good by forcing people to help the poor forcing people to use their tax dollars to pay the pay other people's way you want to have a system Mm -hmm. which encourages and gives benefits to those who take from their own to take from their own coffer to give to those less fortunate and it encourages Mm -hmm. a cheerful giver yeah now you should of course be donating regardless of the tax status right but yeah there's zero accountability (laughs) It's everything is shifted towards the government. And if we shift everything towards the government, then the government is the ultimate authority in all things, which is yeah. why these, all and these I mean, other have ex- been
1: spurned from that. Yeah. And a good example of all this is the fact, like, you know, here in Canada, we have, like, our, our socialist, uh, you know, like, uh, healthcare system. Mm-hmm. There's only one healthcare system. There's no choice, which means that they have no incentive to grow, no incentive to improve, no incentive to, to like, cut costs or to provide better service as a result we spend the most on our healthcare and we get like we and we get the worst outcomes yeah. yeah the only time this in which it's actually a good thing
0: like the only time in which you actually receive decent expedient care in canadian healthcare is if you were giving birth or if you were experiencing like anaphylactic shock and you were like minutes away from death other than that like we had we had our son he burned his hand several years ago we spent five hours in the ER, in the Children's Hospital ER, waiting for him to be seen. Mm-hmm. And we walked out of there, and then, like, my mom took him back and, like, demanded that he be seen. And I'm like, well, I'm usually not the most pushy person, so I would have just left.
1: Because <laughs> that's
0: nonsense <laughs> to be waiting that long. But, People die on wait lists. Oh, they the do country. die in wait lists. And, once again, I don't know how to transition from this. <laughs> Going from talking about the Children's Hospital to talking about, like, Russian hey, confrontationalism King. and war. No, I got nothing. Uh, that's a tough transition. That's I got, got nothing.
1: Transition, we'll give you
0: that. So, this is, of course, yeah, something well, that's been developed to in the last few days ago. So, change course or I'll fire Russia's hostile threats before firing warning shots at Royal Navy warship. So not many people have heard about this, but the UK has denied claims that Russian forces fired shots at a Royal Navy destroyer in the Black Sea. Moscow had said that a Russian patrol boat fired shots towards the HMS Defender, and that a warplane drops four high-explosive fragmentation bombs in its path after it entered Russian waters off the coast of the Crimean Peninsula. The RDM, or the Russian Defense Ministry, said the destroyer was warned in advance that weapons would be fired in case of a violation of the Russian state border, and that the vessel disregarded the warning. As a result of the joint actions of the Black Sea Fleets and the Border Service of the Russian Federal Security Service, HMS Defender left the Territorial Sea of the Russian Federation. Britain has accused Russia of disinformation over the claim, with Boris Johnson's spokesman saying it's incorrect to say that it was fired upon or that the ship was in Russian waters. However, BBC correspondent Jonathan Beale, who was invited aboard the British ship, said the Russians had harassed the vessel and that he'd heard shots. Increasingly hostile warnings were issued over the radio, including one that said, if you don't change course, I'll fire. Beedle, Beale added, we did hear something firing in the distance, but they were believed to be well out of range. He said two Russian Coast Guard boats came within 100 yards of the ship, and there were more than 20 Russian aircraft above. Like, this is this is kind of scary stuff. Like, yeah. thankfully, nothing happened due to this, but these boats and these aircraft if anything, like, if either of these boats or these aircraft had been destroyed, we would be seeing talk of another world war. An act of war. Yeah, it would be an act of war. Like, like if this was, and I I think this actually was Russian waters in the Crimean Sea, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that has to do with Russia still believing that they have annexed most of Ukraine, and, of course, that's an issue, that they have made these claims that aren't really true, because the Ukrainians still have rights to the land and their border. But if the Russians believe it to be their waters, and the Ukrainians aren't there presently to defend it, then the HMS defender is kind of not really in the right to say this isn't Russian waters. Because we don't have the Ukrainian authorities to say, no, you've invaded our country and these are our waters. Like, we wish the Ukrainians were around to
1: do that, but the Ukrainians are not a superpower. They're barely feeding their people. Yeah, but the bigger story, the bigger story here, though, is that, um, like, one of the... What, like, they talked, like, like, Stephen Crowder, and they, they talked about this past week. Like, Joe, Joe Biden, when he went to the uh, G7 uh, meeting with Russia, and he met with Russia, with uh, President... Um, Putin oh, what's the got names, um, Putin. Oh, he just... Got, it, it was embarrassing. It, it was, was an absolute embarrassment. And like and they, they, they talked him up, said, like, oh, Biden is so good with, like, you know, like, you know, dealing with these foreign dictators. I'm like, no, like, what's happening right now is you are starting to see, um, like, that no 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 one in the world respects Biden. No. Nobody thinks that he is a, you know, like, a formidable force or anything like that. Um, but neither Putin thinks that he's, a, a, like, a threat, nor Iran thinks he's a threat, nor China, nor, like, any of these big, like, you know, governments around the world that uh, wield a lot of power so i'm not surprised that we're starting to see like you know bigger escalations and bigger kind of threats of serious like um like you know things like did we talk a couple weeks ago about how china said like you know if you investigate, yeah. if you Wuhan, investigate war, the we're war gonna, like... lab
0: then we're gonna well they were saying that they would they want to make the united states elites quake in their boots and they want to increase their nuclear arsenal to make any incursions or any anything the United States, any action the United States could take against China, which apparently they considered investigating the Wuhan lab to be an action against China, then they would try and retaliate by using brinkmanship. It's like, yeah. yeah
1: overcorrection.
0: We'll, overcorrection. We're going to raise our nuclear arsenal so we can fight off against you if you investigate mm-hmm. us. It's yeah. It's essentially like a You don't want to cause nuclear war, so don't
1: investigate us. It's basically a dick measuring contest, and Biden is not winning that contest. Well, his is old and limp,
0: to be a little crass. But, yeah, this this is a really, it's a scary situation. Like, we've heard reports, of course, that if Russia did enter into conflict with the United States, the UK, or any of the Western powers, that China would back them. Just like China did in the Korean War with the North Koreans and the South Koreans. And the backing of China is a very serious deal nowadays because China is the number two superpower in the entire world and quickly becoming number one. Mm-hmm. And China—they're heading that way. Oh, they yeah. And if China has an ally in Russia, Russia is a little un—Russia is unstable. They're not as crazy mm-hmm. or as manipulative as the as the Chinese, but they are not on the—they're not on the forces of angels. That's for sure. No, and they're not a real serious power. Yeah. Like. Yes, they have nukes, but they're not an economic or military superpower, aside from their nuclear arsenal. That's the only thing which is keeping yeah. them a significant threat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the United States could just the, roll them over in a couple days.
1: Yeah, it, it's tough because, like, Russia's not what they used to be. The Soviet Union used to be, like, a formidable threat. But they're still a fairly, like, you know, like, in terms of, like, what countries in the world are serious threats... Like, just like when we talked about, like, Iran being a serious, like, you know, like, you know, like, America didn't want to get into a war with Iran. Iran is a mar- much more formidable military threat than Iraq was. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that, that we would lose. I'm just saying, like, that would be a very, ha- like, a, that, that war would have a heavy cost. And the same thing goes with Russia. Any war with Russia has a heavy cost. Yep. Yeah. No any matter world, what, even if, Ch- even if China doesn't enter. Any world war.
0: With massive superpowers nowadays. is going to have an immense cost. And of course the fear of escalation into more significant threats and more significant warfare is a really serious issue now that we're in the 21st century because every single major superpower has some form of nuclear arsenal. And the nuclear arsenal makes the threat of war really, really terrifying.
1: And here's something very important to remember, um, and something that I've thought about before. Um, uh, anybody who studied the um, the the what was it called the November crisis, the one in in this U.S. with John F. Kennedy and the Russians, if you if you know anything about that crisis, you know that the generals they wanted to they they wanted if they had their way they would have like gone after Cuba crap and bombed the crap out of them. But now knowing what they know now is that. They already had a nuclear arsenal and are ready to go in Cuba. And if they had done that, we would have already had a nuclear like like war already. John F. Kennedy is the one who held them back. He hold, held back the reins of these overzealous warmongers, right? Yeah. Same thing with Trump. Trump was about to, the the, the military complex was about to launch a, an attack, a, a bombing on Iran because yeah. of some, like, you know, they had done some really sketchy stuff. Trump held, called it back at the last minute because he didn't like the fact that there were so many civilian lives that, that were at risk. And he's like, nope, I'm not okay with that that cost. And he held it back. What you need is a strong leader who can hold back all the people who want to like shoot first and ask questions later. The problem in the US, Biden is not a strong leader, which means whenever, if anything escalates into a serious serious like tense tense thing and you need calm, cooler heads to prevail. Unfortunately, Trump is not going to be that guy. The the military, Fine. everyone else he's he's a puppet. So basically everyone's just going to roll over and people who are the, the shoot first people, they're gonna get their way. So that's a real something you need to consider. Is not only like yeah the America is capable, but you need you need strong leaders to hold back yeah, you the uh the irrational people. And you yeah. don't have that right now. Nope. So, the world is a very, very scary place. There is destruction and rampant evil.
0: And mm-hmm. Canada is no excuse. So let's talk about yeah, the liberals. Speaking of
1: not being able to hold back the crazies. The crazies. Liberals to introduce new <laughs>
0: hate speech bill possibly bringing back controversial Section 13. Consultation included no. questions about reinducing a form of hate speech law, Section 13 of the Canadian Human Rights Act. That it was widely criticized over free speech rights so right before the house of Commons break for summer the liberal government will introduce a new bill tackling hate speech which could bring back a controversial law under the canadian human rights act justice minister david Lametti was given notice the government will introduce a new bill dealing with hate propaganda hate crimes and hate speech heritage minister stephen gilbo has been working on a new online harms bill with justice and other ministries Though government spokespeople declined to say Tuesday with that bill is legislation that will be tabled by Lamedi. One possibility is that Lamedi's bill could leave out online regulation and focus only on changes to hate speech law the government consulted on last year, though, if that includes bringing back the civil remedy for hate speech, the bill still stands to garner much opposition. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, Gil Bosa told an industry conference last week that the upcoming online harms legislation, which will deal with hate speech and other illegal content, will be even more contentious than the Broadcasting Bill C-10, which was passed through the House of Commons in the early hours of Tuesday morning after nearly two months of concern about its impact on freedom of expression. This, yeah, this is nuts. And we called this. We totally said, like, they're pushing all this stuff So they're trying to regulate online. They're trying to push everything online through the lockdowns and the, all that and trying to make sure that nobody meets in person, can actually have real discussions. And then once they pushed everything online, then they're going to regulate what we can say, what we can speak, and what we can publish online. Because they're trying to make yeah. it so that the only people who have a voice in the online world, essentially, is mm-hmm. voices and propaganda agencies the government will support and fund. Yeah. So this is all yeah, this adding is, uh, up to
1: this, be something really nasty. This, so people always, always criticize and say, like, you know, the, the opposition to Bill 10, like, oh, you're just, uh, it's it's that, oh, you're, 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 you're dreaming of, like, you know, scenarios that will never happen. Like, they say, like, oh, this is only going to target certain things. The problem is this government ha- has a pattern. They have a pattern of being dishonest, of saying they're going to do one thing and then clearly doing the other, and of writing legislation that is written in very specific ways so that they can take advantage of it. A good example of that is that bill. That they passed banning conversion therapy, so to speak. That bill has uh, has been exposed by so many people as being incredibly poorly written on purpose. Because the more poor the the the, the more poorly you write a legislation, the more open it is to, to abuse and to like to interpretation, and then they can use it to uh, to run through like very dangerous things. So that bill that was built in combined with whatever this bill might be, would be a tag team of like absolutely terrible, terrible things. Because what they can do, and, and this is what we're predicting, we're predicting that they're going to use these bills and these different kind of powers that they're giving themselves to essentially uh, remove anything that they deem ha- hateful. So right now, Rebel News, guaranteed. Like oh, yeah. If they get these powers, Rebel News is gone. Why? Because they're going to consider them hate. Why is it hate? Well, because we said so. That's just the only reason our feelings and, got hurt. Yeah, and then on top of that, like this is something I I mentioned this past week uh, to to people in my life and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, churches um, have basically been like led like like sheep into a trap, and they don't they don't they no nobody's don't saw even realize no, major church. They don't even realize how they've basically been led into a complete and total like trap, and they're they're just going forward blindly. They're told that like. First, they're told, whenever a crisis or an emergency happens, church is completely optional, and the only reasonable like option is to go online. You've heard police officers, you've heard judges, you've heard politicians say, there's no reason church can't go online. So they're trying to force the church online. Then, after they're online, they now have the power to like monitor what's being said, and with it, let's say the government gets these two bills in power and, and combine that with the trifecta of the conversion therapy uh, ban, they can now have all the tools that they need to say, that church said something that's hateful, we're shutting you down, and you are not allowed to, um, you're basically, you're, you're off the internet. And uh-huh. so the church doesn't have an online presence anymore, they don't have an in-person presence anymore, that church is gone. They basically have like set up churches so that you are basically,
0: Lambs you know, the you're slaughter. you're
1: totally, uh, yeah. It's it's lamps to the slaughter. It's incredible. I mean, all I can think of is like if anybody's seen the, the the prequel, the the Star Wars prequel. There's there's not a lot of great things. I mean, most people panned it, but the one I always say is I actually do have. I've always liked the the Emperor's plan. I always thought it was a brilliant plan. Mm-hmm. He played everyone for. Cool. Absolute sucks. everyone. He, he used a crisis. He got himself all sorts of power. And in the end, he used that power to destroy his enemies in one foul swoop. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant plan. That's the best part of the prequels. And I feel like that's what's going on. As much as I hate this government, the, the Trudeau government are criminals. They're, they're basically, they, they can't stand opposition or criticism. I mean, they're basically getting their way. Yep. And it's terrible. It sucks that they're getting so much they're getting away with pretty much everything. But that's the way our government's going right now. Mm-hmm. They're basically turning Canada into a socialist uh, you know dystopia. And then unfortunately, there's too many Canadians asleep at the wheel who have no idea what's coming. Yeah. and it, they won't they won't really realize until it's too late and they're like, you know, we don't live in the same country. and they were too asleep to really do anything about it. so yeah. And as to use a reference that you just mentioned, this is how democracy dies.
0: To thunderous yeah, with applause. With thunderous applause. Yeah. Tudor, you're the best. Speaking <laughs> of things dying to thunderous applause, let's talk about the vaccine. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, like I it. know. I figured you right. <laughs> I figured you right. So I'll talk about That's it, good. and then Danny really wants to take the reins on these ones. So behind the vaccine veil, doctors oh, cite oh, whistleblowers inside CDC who claim injections have already killed fifty thousand Americans. Good doctors are doing unthinkable things. They appear to be under a spell. The most highly cited physician on the early treatment of COVID nineteen has come out with an explosive new video that blows the lid off of the medical establishment's complicity in the unnecessary deaths of tens of thousands of Americans. Dr. Peter McCullough said these deaths have been facilita- facilitated by a false narrative. Dents are pushing an all new, unproven vaccine for a disease that was highly treatable he said the COVID was a bioweapon and the vaccines represent phase two of that bioweapon as this in a sense bioter as this in a sense bioterrorism phase one was rolled out it was really all about keeping the population in fear and in isolation and preparing them for to accept the vaccine which appears to be phase two of their bioterrorism operation mccullough said in the june 11th webinar with german attorney reiner Fomack, which we talked about many months ago about the pcr testing mm-hmm. so he noted, both the respiratory virus and the vaccine delivered to the human body, the spike protein, the gain-of-function target of this bioterrorism research. Most of McCullough's comments come in the first 10 minutes of the Below video. Now, I can't come out and say this on national TV today or at any time, he continued, but what we have learned over the time is that we can no longer communicate with government agencies. We actually couldn't even communicate with our propagandized colleagues in major medical centers, all of which appeared to be under a spell almost as if they were hypnotized right now. He did not hold back in his criticism of his colleagues in the medical community. And doctors, good doctors, are doing unthinkable things like injecting biologically active messenger RNA that produces this pathological spike protein into pregnant women. I think that when the doctors wake up from their trance, they're going to be shocked to think what they've done to people. And of course, giving credentials, he's a professor of medicine and vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University and teaches at Texas A&M. He's an epidemiologist, cardiologist, and internist. And a died before the Texas State Senate regarding to COVID-19 treatments. He holds the distinction of being the most widely cited physician in the treatment of COVID-19 with more than 600 citations in the National Library of
1: Medicine. All right. Take it um, away. There are so many things to say about this. Um, So, okay, so here's one thing. Um, I've talked to a lot of people about, like, you know, this this is like going into into last year. One of the things that I, I knew that they were pushing for vaccines. That was always clear. That was always clear to most people. That was always clear to like most people who are opposed to lockdowns and everything else. What was not clear is what their end game was. Like, what are they up to? And why is the vaccine their big end game? Because you know that like, you know, they 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 suppressed like, you know, what could have been potentially life-saving treatments in hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin and all these other therapies that were proving to be extremely helpful. What possible person with reason would like, you know, get rid of those because they wanted to get the emergency authorization. On top of that, they're not, not only are they pushing the vaccines, they're pushing them so aggressively that it's incredibly suspicious. They're giving people money. They're making lotteries. They're trying to coerce people into getting these things. This is not normal behavior. All of this stuff made me really, like it It, it, it just makes you incredibly suspicious. Like there's something more going on than, than protecting people because, the fact that they're denying natural immunity in order to force people to get the vaccine makes you really wonder. So, here's some of the things I've been hearing lately that have actually made me really concerned. Because I'm like, there's something like not just this isn't just a simple case of malpractice. My my initial thing, like I thought they were just being like like terribly reckless, giving people an untested thing they don't know the side effects, and this is just like malpractice on a wide scale. I, I'm actually starting to worry that this is far worse than that. That this is intentionally. They knew what this would do. They knew what the va- these these so-called vaccines are going to do. And I'm I'm genuinely concerned about what the what what's going to happen with these vaccines. Number one, they're already they're already downplaying the massive amount of harms and deaths that are being done. We don't we don't we probably don't even know the scale. The fact that he said. 50 potentially 50,000 Americans have already died from just from the vaccines is a terribly concerning thing. That should that's right there if that number proves to be true, that is enough, that that should be more than enough to to stop all vaccine distribution in a re, in in a reasonable time when reasonable like you know uh, uh, physicians that actually care about people's, you know, well-being, that would be more than enough reason to stop and completely cancel the vaccines. These are not safe. There's some serious problems. We need to stop this immediately because now you're you're delving into like uh, crimes against humanity, like little like harms being done to people. But it's more than that because there there there's I've heard talk from a lot of doctors that are saying that there's some super worrisome co- po- potentials. That may, may come from these vaccines. One potential I've heard, and I've heard this from various high-profile doctors, is that these vaccines may in may potentially be making people sterile or at least making it more difficult for them to reproduce. And this is incredibly concerning. Like, you know, if people are becoming sterile because of these vaccines, it's horribly, horribly like, you know, like evil. On top of that, that I've heard I've heard some other doctor say that not only are these vaccines going to cause serious harm to people, but that they're actually able to pass it on to people who are non-vaccinated in various ways. That is the way that this, this whole thing is designed, this, this, uh, MRNA, you know, like, you know, like therapy is that you're actually maybe passing it on to others, even if you're not vaccinated and that these vaccines are actually making it less likely for you. Like, so your body is able to protect you very strongly against, uh, whatever the virus is and most of us probably already have a robust immunity, but these vaccines are making it less likely that you're going to survive any, any potential um, uh, things. Like there's, there's, there's a world of problems. And, and like there's, there's like the only way I can describe what's going on, it's, it's not just evil, it's demonic. Like mm-hmm. demonic things are the kind of things where like the devil, he, like his, whole, his goal is to kill, steal and destroy. He cares nothing for human life. And this level of malevolence is downright evil to the point where it's demonic. And the fact that people, doctors everywhere, are being so aggressively suppressed uh-huh. should scare anyone. Yeah. It should really scare you because there is absolutely no way of verifying if these things are safe if everyone's being silenced. No. This is the kind of stuff that they did in Soviet Russia when they tried to suppress human rights abuses that were happening on a grand scale. Uh, you know, they they tried to suppress any information about them getting out so that they couldn't be held accountable. Like this is global and this is scary and this is like legitimately. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am seriously worried about anyone that's already gotten these vaccines because I don't even know the full extent of what these things are going to do to you. No. And I'm actually worried. I'm seriously worried now for the many people in my life who have gotten these, uh, because, I mean, best case scenario, and I'm hoping that this is the case, that they'll be fine. I'm really hoping that that's the case, but I'm hearing some really terrible potential scenarios, and they are not good. They are downright, like, like, yeah, scary stuff. There's something really evil going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, like, even to add on, like, I think it was just the other day, there was, there was two health professionals who were fired in the past couple weeks. I think there was one in New yeah. Brunswick. And it was like the chief medical. Yeah, and one in Saskatchewan. And they were both saying, like, we need to make sure that if children are taking this, like, they need to know that there is a possibility of all these health risks. And that there's really no risk to them as children if they get COVID. And these people and were proper, not just advised. To be properly informed. Yeah, to give them proper, like, proper informed consent. And just for saying that children need to be given proper informed consent, which is basic medical procedure that you give your patients proper informed consent before performing anything and before giving them anything. And what do they do? They fire these people and they censor them. Mm -hmm. This is not like these are not people saying, don't take the the vaccine. The vaccine will absolutely 100% kill you. These are people saying we need to be able to give people informed consent because there have been a lot of reports of some serious side effects and simply saying that we should tell people that there have been serious side effects and that they should be prepared for the potential of that that's worthy of censorship this is a really really scary thing and everybody should be aware of the censorship and suppression campaign that the governments and the medical establishment is participating in like whether this is a bioterrorism operation i'm not fully certain but there is a real problem with having an experimental drug and giving people an incentive to take it while saying you cannot hear about any detrimental side effects of potentially taking it. This is all really terrifying stuff. And it it kinda rings very similar to stuff like the Tuskegee experiments.
1: Oh, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Because like people I've heard some people say that. Like, I mean, obviously, like, everything that happened in, like, the Nuremberg trials and all that, like, was, like, dealing with terrible stuff. But it's more like they said, the scale, mm-hmm. the sheer scale of what is being done yeah. is it's it's the criminality that's involved. It's off is, the charts. Like, mind-blowing. It's off the charts. It's completely off the charts. Because, I mean, like, take everything. Take the take the lockdowns and what they've, like, the lockdowns have killed people. Yes,
0: they like, have. Like, all
1: over the world. They have oh, killed people. Way more the, than the masks Yeah, way more past, than the way more than the virus, the, the masks, like, you know, all that was a part of the lockdowns, the um, um, uh, like, you know, even like the, the fact that they've suppressed like really good treatments that could have saved lives. Like the doctor here, I think he's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a quote at the end. I think he said that if these therapies, like potentially if these therapies could have been used earlier,
0: 85%, uh,
1: 85% of the 800,000 people 600. that died could have been saved. Yeah. Of the yeah. Just think about that. Think about that. Like six hundred thousand like US death could have could have been prevented mm-hmm. by just using these treatments that were already available, already proven safe, and were demonized because they want the vaccines. Yeah. This is criminal behavior.
0: Truly manipulative.
1: Like holding back holding back is a a cure, a potential treatment that could have saved people's lives. That's criminal behavior right there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it's this, this, this is why people are saying, oh, this is an inconvenience. No, this is a crime that they're doing on humanity. Yeah. And it's, it's horrifying that people are so, so blind so to this to this and and on part, And not only that, they actually applaud their government. They're like, oh, our government has kept oh, the same. So yeah. 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 50%, I think it was like the one poll I saw, uh, people approved of, uh, uh you know, like you know, like how how forward did the 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 pandemic? I was like fifty percent of Ontarians are idiots, yep. and I will say that they're idiots because the fact that they, they approve of everything that he did is is, is absolutely mind mind-numbingly blood. stupid. Yeah, very yeah. much
0: so. But people who are not mind-numbingly stupid, let's talk about the protesters. Protests over yeah. New Brunswick, Nova Scotia highway restriction, border restrictions shuts down part of Trans Highway. Nova Scotia government announced Tuesday that travelers from New Brunswick must self-isolate upon returning to, upon arriving in the province. Part of Nova Scotia's Canada highway has been shut down because of a protest over border restrictions announced Tuesday by the provincial government. All four lanes uh, at exit 7, Highway 104, about 50 kilometers from the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border, are closed and detours are in place, the Transportation Department tweeted. As of 10.40 p.m., RCMP were still in the scene and detours remain in effect. RCMP said earlier in the day that traffic was being diverted through Exit 7 onto Highway 4. The RCMP asked people to avoid the area and drive cautiously if they are in the area. It was announced Tuesday that travelers from New Brunswick will continue to have self will continue to have to self isolate upon arrival, even if Nova Scotia opens its borders with PEI and Newfoundland and Labrador without isolation or testing requirements starting Wednesday. So. The there, reason right? for well, the reason for all this is because New Brunswick opened its borders to Canadian travelers from outside the Atlantic region last week without the requirement that they self isolate, because the mm-hmm. Atlantic provinces have essentially said that they want to be in their own little bubble, and this is Nova Scotia's yeah. way of saying no, you we mm-hmm. we can't violate the bubble. We have to be in the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's like shut up, you fearful yes. stupid people. <laughs> like the, I, the thing I'm is, not, like you know, this is. I'll I'll say my piece and then I'll just let you go for a big, uh, for it, yeah. big old rant. It,
1: but I'm usually in case, very... in case people are wondering, there's a bit of a lag. Which yes, is why is. whenever I like if I start saying something, there's like a second and a half and then before Stephen hears it. That's why yeah. you'll see this. Yeah.
0: But I'm usually very, very opposed to people blocking highways. Like I really, really dislike people blocking highways. Like even when we were part of the Freedom Marches downtown and like people started dancing in the middle of highways and like stopping right in the middle of the road, and I'm like, no, stop. Keep on moving. We don't want to block traffic. We do not want people to be like, ah, get off the road. You've been in the post. Because I don't like the idea of blocking, especially blocking people on the way to work. Like, I really dislike the idea of getting people, like, getting that in the way of people. But, like, this is nonsense. We cannot have in-between border travelers isolate if they come over. That's Mm -hmm. nonsense. And, like, you're not that far from the border anyway so you're not going to be affecting people going to work what you're affecting is you're affecting people that are crossing the border and you're like don't cross the border don't be an idiot like -hmm. you're gonna have to isolate what you get there what's Mm -hmm. the point like just stay in protest on our side yeah because these restrictions are stupid Like, they're not saving any lives. The lockdowns haven't saved any lives. We've talked about many, many times about how they cost far more lives than could have potentially have been saved. But these people don't care. These people want their feeling of safety. They want their feeling of safety, want their virtue signal. And to get their virtue signal, they are willing to ruin as many lives as possible. Mm
1: -hmm. Now it's your go. Yeah, I was talking to, like, I was... I was talking to Shelley today um, about, like, you know, uh, you know, like the, the way that people think and the way that people, like, you know, what their fears are based on. A lot of the, a lot of the fears that people have in a situation like this, like the new Brunswick thing, is they believe that the threat is so great that so it justifies these kind of policies. But it's not. They believe that these policies are helping protect them, but they're not. See, the more you understand, the more you learn about what's really happening the less fear you have. This is why Stephen and I have so little fear of COVID and so much fear of the government because we know that COVID is like, and and now that we know more about what's happened over the last like year and a half, now we realize that COVID was never really the substantial threat that they made it out to be. It was a minor threat that was so overblown that they scared everyone into compliance and they did horrible harm. So the problem with what's going on in New Brunswick Everything that they did there, the whole idea of self-isolation is absolutely unnecessary yeah. and absolutely based on a lie. It's completely based on a lie, nice. based on faulty tests, based on a faulty idea that you could stop a virus once it like you know, enters the population. It's based on a faulty idea that natural immunity and vaccines are not actually working or won't actually stop the virus. I mean, all of this stuff is so unscientific, it boggles the mind. Yes. And the fact that like, Help, yeah, it's it's basically it's basically they're requiring they're asking people to stop thinking to not think not not use critical thinking and everything that they're doing is nonsense. Like this is why the U.S. actually called like remember, what was it the Stephen that they did when that the Trudeau government extended the border closure for like another month and mm. some somebody in the states some U.S. Uh, senator got, or or um, yeah there was a or, I think it was like or, a a Democrat House representative from Michigan. Yeah. And he he basically said like the the, the, essentially called Americans or Canadians idiots. Yeah. Like because like he said, like there's absolutely no good reason to do what to to keep this closed unless you have absolutely you're completely blind and ignorant to like science. And they are. Canadian officials are like literally acting like school children, ignoring all the science. This is a problem. And the fact and unfortunately, Canadians have been absolutely fooled they're basically being they've had the wool pulled over their eyes they believe that the government has saved them and they don't realize that the government is basically like this it's like the worst case of stockholm syndrome i've ever seen like by far oh by far
0: it's truly horrific Hmm. (sighs) speaking of stockholm syndrome let's talk about canadian churches (laughs) yeah so sender josh holly calls up canadian government for religious freedom violations Republican Missouri Senator Josh Hawley wrote,
1: wrote a oh, message Thursday
0: to the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom calling on the commission to reprimand Canada for the country's restrictions of religious freedom during the pandemic. Hawley cited numerous instances of the Canadian government arresting and jailing pastors who, pastors who held worship services that did not comply with COVID-19 restrictions. Widely publicized incidents, incidents included the arrest of both Pastor Stevens of Fairview Baptist Church in Calgary and Pastor James Coates of Grace Life Church in Spruce Grove. And of course, hey, pastor, Tim pastor Tim Stevens.
1: Tim, Sir Tim, I know pastor he's Tim. our pastor. pastor, and so Tim. we
0: kind of like have a special yeah. connection. And we, live in- so I am troubled that our Canadian neighbor- neighbors are effectively being forced to gather in secret, undisclosed locations to exercise their basic freedom to worship. The Missouri mm-hmm. Republican wrote. Frankly, I would expect this sort of religious crackdown in communist China, not in a prominent Western nation like Canada. Canadian authorities, arrest of faith leaders, and seizure of church property, among other enforcement actions, appear to constitute systematic, ongoing, and egregious violations of religious freedom. Holly described oh, but now. Don't a heart- judges hear that. Oh, I know. Holly described a now heartbreaking <laughs> video showed Pastor Stevens' children sobbing as they held their father's hand through the barred window of a police car. And of course, we've shown bits and pieces of this video on the show, and it is truly harrowing and evil mm-hmm. what these cops did, and Every single cop in this instance should be immediately terminated. Yeah.
1: Period. Like, just absolutely, like, no heart. No heart whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Oh, what does his press office say? I just want to see that tweet. Oh, that's the... Urging the United States Commission. That's the message that he sent. And, of course, you can read that when you look up the article on your own. But this is... This is pretty insane that... A Senator from the United States is calling out Canada to be basically put under purview by this International Commission on religious freedom violations worldwide That's how bad things are in Canada. I know a lot of people don't think that they're that bad here in Canada, but they are Canadians have So little rights and so little freedoms that it is truly terrifying It's actually a terrifying thought to stay here in canada mm-hmm. yeah like
1: yeah i was talking I to my to mom this week quickly. about that yeah because i was actually telling her like you know what when like when we moved here back when i was nine and for most of my life i thought like canada's the future canada's a great country i i had no reason i would never even contemplated leaving this country but i'm i'm literally starting to think that i might have to like start contemplating like leaving because mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing that happened to countries in Eastern Europe after World War II, because they knew, they knew without any doubt, the Soviets are coming and they're going to turn this country, the, like, every, they're going to turn everything into a socialist, like, you know, dystopia. Yeah. They knew it was coming and they were getting ready. And sadly, the way I, I don't see any redeeming thing that's going to, that, that shows any signs that Canada might turn turn the ship, because yeah. Like, in the States, you see so many places where, okay, there's a lot of, like, reason to be optimistic here and here, a lot of good reasons, because there's, like, people fighting on both sides. There's serious In Canada, yeah, in Canada, there's just a, there's nothing redeeming. There's a silence. There's no sign, yeah, there's no sign that these governments are going to, like, you know, pull back on these crazy restrictions. There's no sign that our federal government can be stopped in their quest to turn this into a, a dictatorial like one-party system. There's no signs that anything's going to stop. People are under this impression that Canada, uh, the Canada can never fall from grace. This this is the problem I see with Canadians. Yeah. Canadians are are polite. You know, like very easygoing people offer you a tip if they if you bump into them in the street. And that level of like naive like. It's you know, like willingness to believe the best in everyone is our greatest weakness because it's going, it's going to. And people are going to wake up one day, realize what happened to Canada. And they're going to be like, you know, how did this all go wrong? And it's, it's, it's going to be tragic. People are, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, we are basically a runaway train. And like right now, because like, if you're, imagine you're on a, on a, on a train that's running away towards like basically a cliff, but you don't think that you know there's there's any danger because you know like hey you're, you're 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 sitting comfortably they're serving you dinner and everything's good, but you have no idea what's coming, you have no idea that you're already heading like out of control towards a cliff and you know because it's everything's comfortable at the time, you think everything's fine. This is Canada right now, and it's unfortunate. Yes, it is exceptionally unfortunate. And yeah, what what really
0: bothers me is, as we mentioned last week, how many people have been silent? And Mm -hmm. how even if you are being like, even if you're trying to call out those who have been silent saying, Hey, it is reprehensible that you have not said anything about this. Like you'll you'll say something, you're like, okay, let's pray for the pastors in China who are being persecuted, let's pray for the pastors in Iran. But when it happens here at home. When the government is the one doing the, the persecution, when the government is one suppressing these churches and trying to limit the spread of the gospel, and you don't say anything okay. because you care more about what other people think, and yeah. you care more about appeasing the government. And then anytime you rebuke any of these churches, it's like, oh, we have they to get, have unity. To. We have to have unity in Christ. So stop insulting these churches, Mm -hmm. stop rebuking these churches, because unity is what matters right now. And I'm like, if they don't know what the devil's doing, then unity is not the issue. Mm -hmm. Because they need to be aware of what the devil's doing. We need to have the same enemy. We need to be aware of what the enemy is, be aware that we have a different enemy right now, because they think the enemy is us, frankly. We've had so many Christians say, we are glad that your pastor is in jail. And my response is, How dare you, you wicked man? God will turn from you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it reminds me of like the Old Testament, like, story of like during the the, the days of Jeremiah. Everyone in Israel was believing these false prophets that were telling them, You know what? God's going to protect us. He's going to rescue us from the Babylonians. Actually, in two years, everyone's going to come return and everything's going to be great. People were believing the lies. And, and you know what? I will tell you this. There was a lot of unity. There's a lot of unity behind a lie. They yeah. were united in their in their deception. In their falsehood. So, like, yeah. So, like, un- unity is not, is not good for anything unless it's unity with the truth. Yeah. Right? This is the problem. People say unity. What they're saying really is that we don't want to shake the boat. We want to, like, be, we want to keep our precious reputation. Yeah. Rather than do what is right, and I will say this: most of the church, in during the, the rise of the 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 you know, National Socialists in the 1930s, mm-hmm. most of the church was united in silence, mm-hmm. and that did not go well for them. No, and it, it won't go well for the churches here either, because they're already setting them up.
0: Oh yeah, and they don't are. see it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so sad how these churches are just saying, "Okay, we have to trust the government is doing our be- has our best interest in mind." And we're going to trust that everybody in here is acting in good faith because we just believe it. And the Bible instructs us to obey our government. And it's like, well, you have to realize they're not instructing you to obey all the time, especially when they're doing evil. But right now Mm -hmm. the church is being ignorant of that. And then, of course, when... And then, like, we know, like, virtually certain at this point, Come fall, there will be another lockdown. There will be the fourth wave. There will be the Delta variant, which very is deep. super duper scary. And the vaccine is very, very ineffective against yada, yada, yada. And they'll lock us yeah. down again. And then you'll still yeah. hear the same people. Like, you might, yeah. we might have more join our cause because they'll be like, my gosh, this is so stupid. It's like, come join us. Like, we have been saying this yeah. all along. And you call us these Karens and you call us these stupid words. But we've been saying yeah. this forever. Now come join us and fight this together. Yeah. And then there'll still be the weak, nominal people who are squishy and who will just follow whatever the government says and be like, oh, we need to do this because yeah. it's saving lives. Absolutely freaking not. And I, like when it comes to those people who are just like, oh, it's just a short term thing. It's just a short term thing. We have to trust the government. Like come forth, wave. Kitty gloves are off. I'm done being like, well, that's not really the truth. It's like you're an idiot. Like if you can't see now, you are not worth discussing with because your IT- IQ is not enough to have a rational conversation about this. Like, I
1: think there's one one verse I would like to finish. Yes, that that this whole it's a great rant by the way. I love it. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> like just taking it in. but. It's a verse that I remember reading recently, and I was like, "I think this is iconic of what's going on in our time." It's uh, so this I, the book uh, from Hosea, chapter four, verse six. Yeah, and it basically says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yes, because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children." This was Hosea, like speaking like God's words. To a nation that had gotten fat, lazy, arrogant, and uh, that had basically, like, you know, mostly, for the most part, forgotten God. And at the time, Israel was doing well. It's a very prosperous mm-hmm. like, nation, but spiritually and uh, and morally, they were, like, really corrupt. Yep. And God said, like, the time is, the day is coming when all of this is going to go, and you're going to all be destroyed. And sure enough, the Assyrians did that. They yeah. destroyed Samaria. And I think right now, this is the big thing. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge there. I, I cannot tell you how much it breaks my heart that some of the most, uh, some of the most ignorant people in regards to a lot of the, the what's going on with COVID vaccines, uh-huh. PCR tests and all that are Christians. Yeah, It really breaks my heart. Oh, how so little awful. they know about what's going on and that they, and and, and not, not only that, like obviously like did their went about a lot of the things going on with COVID. But they're also ignorant about a lot of the, the things that are said in the Bible. And it's tragic. Yeah. It is absolutely tragic. You tell them, Hebrews 10.25 says you need to be the person. Oh, that's totally like, you know, up for debate. It's like you, Jesus used the word ecclesia. Oh, well, ecclesia could be, you know, we're two or three are two together. Two or three together. Like they, it's yeah, that's what that comes uh, and rest. Yeah, excuses, excuses. Uh, you know, like, oh, this doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't apply. Oh, you can baptize people remotely with a super stoker. you know like it's like every you can baptize spoke. people via digital avatar yeah, yeah yeah exactly like you know like oh it's just like look that works no people are finding all sorts of ways and it's really what's just, happening is it's it's like finding dogs.
0: excuses not to go to church yeah like several years ago when i was in sin and i would find excuses not yeah. to go to church i'm like no like i'm tired i'm not feeling super duper like i'm not feeling 100 so i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that and like i was not all there like i was not fully mentally capable and now like i've matured a lot since that point point. and now it's like you take away my church and i'm like what am i gonna do for church <laughs>
1: oh hell no Oh, hell no.
0: Like, even though, like, for me, of course, because I have four kids, and going to a church that meets in secret is very difficult. Like, I'm still trying to find <laughs> any excuse to go do it. Hey, Rubies.
1: I have a couple of intruders. <laughs> We're nearly done. Uh, maybe later.
0: Drinking! Okay. Drinking! <laughs> you drunks! i oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello boys, you can comment in and chat in just a minute. All right, we'll finish that'll be the end of our we'll that'll be the end up. of our segment for today. And so basic basic rundown, always um if you're following us on any of our various platforms, be it Facebook, TikTok, Parlor, YouTube, you know what to do, like follow, com- comment, subscribe. If you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, then share and download the heck out of this. And of course, always remember here at the Half-Blind Hecklers, we may be blind, but we can still see the truth. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great weekend. We might see you on Saturday. We might record some content at Three Men's Center. If not, we will see you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend. God bless everyone. Good night.